All right, we got a very special day of gaming here today. I am Alex of the Four Corners Games podcast, uh, for those of you who do not know me, but I am joined by a couple of special guests from their very own podcast. Do y'all want to say hi? Hello. Hello. <laughs> and Ian, Ian say quiet. Hi. There's a third one in there somewhere. I'm sorry, I said <laughs> hi. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said it at the same time as Anna. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say anything. Some of those wondering, that is Ian, Owen, and Anna, though they have said each other's names a couple of times <laughs> over each other. Where, where, where are you all joining us from? What lovely podcast? We're from so, the Not Presently Deceased podcast. Yes, Not Presently Deceased, Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast, which is a really long name. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, it to yeah. NPD, NPD yeah. for short. <laughs> Perfect. And then uh, again, we're uh, Alex and Paul. Yeah, nailed I'm it. Paul. We're killing it with the naming guys. <laughs> honestly, well, you yeah. went from you to them, and I didn't know you were coming back. I was looking at you. No. I was using visual cues yeah. that our audience wouldn't pick up on, but now <laughs> they know. But we're excited. Uh, we're all joining each other across feeds uh, to play a little game called Starfire. Across international lines, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Timelines, like, because they're like in the East Coast and we're in the mountains. Yeah. yeah. Mountain Standard Time, the coolest sounding time zone. Like Greenwich Mean Time. No one wants that. Yeah. Cares, no. Who cares about that? Shit's Week UK. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. It's got no Greenwich one. in the name. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, green witch. Don't you can't fool me. Yeah, no. it's like a sandwich, but it's green. Exactly. Indeed. It smells green. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you have that disease where like you, you can like green. taste and smell colors? Yeah, disease. Yes. I can oh. see it's sound. Not a, it's not a disease. <laughs> it's, it's, maybe it's not a disease. Disorder. Ah, yes, disorder. The disease. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe someone's life is a nightmare because they look at an orange pillow and it tastes like acid, and then they like fall to their knees because of like the orange acid taste in their mouth. Fuck, it could be this hard. Orange, yeah. <laughs> this orange pillow, it tastes like acid. <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm someone not... licking a pillow now. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can do what? that without synesthesia. <laughs> I'm sure someone in the world has made a flavored pillow. I would rather I not. I bet you not. Someone going it right. I now. mean, someone could technically make a flavored pillow by accident. Someone made uh, bacon smelling underwear, so someone will have made a flavored <laughs> yeah. pillow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. mean, I. I've seen uh, Paul accidentally spill beer on a pillow, so that makes it a beer-flavored yeah. pillow. Beer-flavored yeah, pillow. There you go. Yeah. And then that he gets about it, and two weeks later, it's a mold-flavored pillow. Ooh. Yeah. I found, yeah. I found a basil-flavored pillow. I found a, What the heck? Are you Googling it right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, I we needed answers, and Ian is getting us those answers. Paul. I don't need sleep. I need answers. <laughs> I would understand no, but, if there no, was, like... There's, there's actually, I'll, I'll do you one better. There's a vodka flavored pillow. Oh, why? why? Vodka, why? vodka by the good. Food and Drug Administration regulations is supposed to be odorless and flavorless. So it literally just tastes like burning because that's all alcohol tastes like. That's, that's a complete nonsense pillow. And again, back to my original point 
of pillows tasting like acid. See, we call that homogenating. That's it's beautiful. Oh man, it's all coming full circle now. It's, <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's all coming together. <laughs> good recording, everybody. What were we here before to do? Oh, I, I don't, don't remember anymore. Anyways, remember. this is Pillows and Tastes, the only podcast where we see what pillow tastes the best. Obviously. Yeah. That needs Perfect. to be a thing now. <laughs> I really? bet I bet you it is. <laughs> There's like six episodes somewhere, but they exist. Rule number one. Yeah. What's rule number one? I'm looking for it now. I don't know. There's a rule uh, of the internet. Card- cardio? Rule number, what's the rule of the internet that no matter what it is, you will find it on the internet? Oh, I know that's, there's that's rule a 34, rule. but that's like a different rule. That's, no, that's, that's a different rule. That is a different rule. No. <laughs> I'm confused. There's rules. probably a rule that's like that, uh, but like less. less Maybe so, rule yeah. 33. Let's say it's rule yeah. 33. Rule 33. If it exists, it'll, you'll find it on the internet. internet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like our more tame version of that rule. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Far less icky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, God. I just Googled that. Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You Googled Flavor Pillow, the podcast? Flavor yeah. Pillow cast? They are very popular. Oh, good to know. <laughs> we're, we're in the wrong market. Yeah, we're in the wrong Obviously. market. <laughs> or are we just getting in to the oh, right market? Yeah. Brought to you by Flavor Pillow. <laughs> If there's we'll get another season to sit for that one. <laughs> so you guys wanna you guys wanna hang out in space? Yeah, I wanna play some games. I wanna roll some dice. Yeah, yeah. let's roll some dice yeah. in space. I'm, I'm, got, I'm, I'm going to just like Would you be able to roll a dice in space? Uh, well, yes. it'll roll it continuously yeah, forever. It wouldn't stop. But yeah. yeah, once you apply some sort of torque to a surface in a frictionless vacuum without gravity, it will turn ad infinitum. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. your dead body Neat. floating infinitely through space wow sounds like that fun. was dark yeah so dark <laughs> anyways <laughs> well let's play it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not happy note also for the record we're still rolling dice in space we are just rolling it on a planet which is hurtling through space so like technically you're always I rolling mean, dice in space. just in a gravity yeah. well in a gravity yes well. exactly yeah yeah it's all relative obviously all right, so Mr. you find folks. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm just a normal biologist. That's all I yeah, I, I'm just majoring in after. I'm not an astrophysicist. I plan on yet. licking rocks. You know oh, what? Licking nice. rocks is actually the best thing. I know. Just want to let mm. you know that it's Ignis. like I took a whole course on it, and they're like, you can tell the rock based on how you lick it and what the. Flavor and I the thought you were joking, like... but now I'm starting to believe you. No, this is actually no, no, all we're talking. One day, Owen came into my room and, I was, and I, we were talking, and then Owen said, "Like, yeah, I, I need to go to sleep. I'm licking rocks tomorrow." Yeah, no, they have a whole test. It, there's a test where you need to identify the rocks in the earth science course that I took, and half of it is involves licking the rock. You have to lick it to be able to tell the difference between it and another one. Do they have like? Um, uh, a palate cleanser between yeah. rocks to <laughs> like some pickled ginger to <laughs> make sure to lick your basalt between rocks, children. Yeah, that sm- way, smell some coffee beans to really cleanse the palate. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. This is digressing so fast. <laughs> okay, this no isn't digressing. This is progressing. <laughs>
Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. All right. Just going to edit all this out. No, this is gold. No. This is comedy gold. This is absolutely this is, or, this or better is yet, I edit it so it makes no sense. Like, it's just like there's a long pause between us introducing ourselves and Owen going, I like rocks. And then I cut to the start of the like, adventure. Everybody, introduce yourselves. Yeah. I'm Anna. I like rocks. <laughs> is he okay? I don't know. No, he's still on he's I think not. he had a stroke when he started. Yeah. <sighs> Oh heavens, heavens uh, Betsy. You know what you signed up for, Alex. <laughs> I did. <laughs> to be fair, it was co-signed up between Owen and I. Oh. Yeah, so I, I, I blame Owen. I blame half of him as well. Half of yeah, half of everything that goes wrong uh, is my fault. Especially. Everything on earth that Aww. goes wrong is half Owen's fault. <laughs> blame Owen. That's impressive. He's like the Owen Illuminati. <laughs> exactly. Uh all right. Let's do this. So you brave space adventurers you find yourself floating in space don't worry though you're floating in space on a space station now this space station is the this uh, space station is the best known space station in all of starfinder it is known as absalom station the four of you are all new starfinders having joined for various reasons waiting for your moment in the sun as you've been milling about on the station doing your day-to-day things, you all get an alert to meet at Venture Captain Arvin's office in the Lore Spire complex. You find yourself at reception, and you are ferried into his office. You see a large, fairly thin uh, Lashinta man sitting there, and he beckons you to sit down in each of the chairs in front of him. He goes, Thank you for arriving so quickly. As I mentioned in my cob messages, we have a most urgent opportunity to recover some critical information. Several months ago, a crew of Starfinders took a ship called the Unbound Wayfarer into the vast to explore a series of uncharted planets. They never returned. Earlier today, a Vesk pawnbroker in the down-low neighborhood contacted us, offering to sell us several Starfinder insignias. These insignias belong to the lost crew of the Unbound Wayfarer. And that immediately caught the society's attention. The pawnbroker, named Jilza Kama, doesn't realize the true value of these insignias. We negotiated a purchase price in exchange for the insignias and information about the sellers. We hope this seller can lead us the Unbound Wayfarer and its crew. We remotely transferred the requested credits to Juzkama. Now, we need you to collect the insignias and all the information you can from this Vesk regarding whoever sold him the insignias and then track down the sellers. Learn where to find the Unbound Wayfarer and its crew. I'm worried that the seller might not be on the station for long, so please act quickly. If you have any questions, please make them fast. So I'm assuming we know right. where the, like, our characters know where on the space station this area is. You are familiar, perhaps, with the down-low um, neighborhood of Absalom Station, but not necessarily uh, where Jules Akama is. Okay. Hmm. Um, is there any specific place we can find him? Well, he owns a pawn shop. It's called Juzakama Loans, and perhaps you can find him there. That seems appropriate. 
but he is of a shady sort. Hmm. Nothing I haven't had an issue dealing with in the past? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I think I messed that up a little bit. Nothing I have had issues dealing with in the past. There we go. Well, good. It seems that we have the right people for the job, then. Do you have any further questions for me? Not that I can think of. Not off the top of my head. I have none. Alright, um... So, if I could go ahead and have uh, Paul, who's playing Nadim, you want me a culture check for that question as well. Okay. Uh, I don't have culture. You don't have culture? No. Yeah, so... You're not entirely sure, but... You're confident that you might be able to make your way down there. So, he stands up. I do actually have profession bounty hunter, which I took instead of culture. Because they're, like, kind of overlap in some way. Like, knowing people, places, things a little bit. You know what? I'll do that. The DC would be a little higher, but go ahead and roll that Okay. Ooh, natural 18. 22. Yeah, you not only know who Jules Akama is, but you actually know exactly where he is. You, he runs a loan shop, but I say that with heavy quotation pauses in my voice mm-hmm. um, because he does all manner of backdoor dealings, and you've probably gotten a mark or two from him in the past. Right. I know this man. I, I've seen where he is. I'll take you all there. Excellent. Very nice. All right, then. So you all make your exit out of the um, office, out of the lore spire complex, and head towards the down low. Hmm. As you approach, although some of the areas of the neighborhood are clean and trendy, uh, the narrow alley of the concrete and metal buildings that you turn off into to head towards Jules Akama drips with oil and has various sparking wires. Above a door, a wide red neon Electric sign reads the words, Jules Akama's Loans. On a building sandwiched between a Kuthite sensation house and a derelict building covered with graffiti, the shop's solid metal door contains a single small window too grimy to peer through. Too grimy from the inside, I assume. We can't, like, rub it clean. There's the glasses on the other side of the bar, so you have to reach through oh, and kind of try and clear okay. Hmm. We could just go in. We're just gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. So you approach. You approach the door, uh, and you move to open the lock, Anna, and it turns, and you can't seem to open it. That's very rude of it. (laughs) So you know how to pick locks. Uh, I may be of assistance. Uh, what kind of check would, uh? Picking locks be. Beside a hand check. Flight of hand? Uh, nice. I have. I am trained in that. Alright. So I'm going to uh, try and pick this lock. You go to pick the lock and realize that there is no traditional tumbler or key system. There isn't even a keypad. It is just a solid metal knob on a steel door. Alright. That's. So it's. It is not. It is not locked. <laughs> but I don't. Won't. I think it's I, locked from the inside. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do with doors in normal circumstances when you're not in a D and D game and you yes. approach a place you're trying to get into. We, I, we could knock. You could. Who wants could to knock? hit the door? Just. I just, mean, you <laughs> could knock it. Yeah. <laughs> knock it over. What's the fun in knocking okay. it? Okay. No, just roll to knock. Who wants <laughs> to make it a sixty foot? 
charge going. I got a three. How does my knock go? <laughs> it. You miss the door and you actually hit the wall next to it. Sad <laughs> knock. Man. AC five. Oh dear. All right. All right uh, Nadim will knock on the door with one of his forearms. You just hear, mm, and clunk, as whatever tumbler was holding in the place, the door uh, moves aside and the door swings on its hinges. You see lots of shelves, no real organization making up what is on those shelves. As you look around, you see bits and bods, uh, various things, electronics, prosthetics, eyes, guns, armor, none of it in very good condition. In the middle of the store, there is a single desk. The desk has bars from the ceiling to the top of it and a small window that you might be able to pass goods through. On the other side of those bars, you see a rather large vesk, this lizard-like humanoid bent over, uh, an eyeglass loop over one eye, helping him to focus on some fine work that he's trying to do on one of the droids he is working away on. Yeah, I was expecting a bunch of goody-goodies, I assume. Those are the four of you. As he looks up, what does he see? The four of you describe your characters? Yeah, so Nadim's kind of in the forefront. He is a fairly taller person. He's a Kasafa, so he's got a long, narrow, kind of bald head, light gray skin, and he's got four arms and a red scarf that's kind of wrapped around his uh his mouth and neck. Okay, I'll go. So Remy is um, very short, uh, a rat, uh, rat race, whatever that's called. He's so key. Um, wearing pretty nice clothes, I would say. Um, probably didn't get them from, didn't get them legally, I would say. Um, she looks very, very intimidating for a rat and she's probably standing not like quite at the front but also not the back so like more in the middle I'd say okay so Spectre he's an is an android he looks kind he looks human but his like quote-unquote skin is a mix of like mottled green and gray his eyes his optical receptors are just pure silver he's it doesn't look like he has any hair or fake hair but he has a beige fedora and he also has a he has a zip he has a zipped up uh leather jacket and he's probably right in the back avoiding uh avoiding the vesk's eyes uh jet Jet is gonna be kind of a bit off to the side. He's um, he's human. He's got black hair and a beard. Um, he's about thirties ish, early thirties, but he has streaks of gray already on the side of his head. He wears sort of like a bluish jacket, blue pants, um, with a lot of pockets, um, and the jackets are kind of loose, a bit baggy on him, and a around on his shoulder-ish is a 
um, a floating orb with two tiny little arms that just sort of hovers around him. Also, one of his eyes looks a bit weirder due to his... He has a mechanic... What is it? His... um. I put his uh, custom rig in his eye. So one of his eyes looks a bit... Has like a gray iris instead of uh, brown, which is normal looking irises. Nice. So he sits there and he continues to work away at what he was doing once having regarded you turning back to his work. What sort of droid is that? It's, uh, let me check. And he turns it over in his hand, turns it back, goes, oh, it's none of your goddamn business. That's what it is. Very rude. All right, <laughs> asshole, none of you be so fucking rude. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come to your house and be so mean to you in your own <laughs> establishment. That would be really annoying. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's right. You're in my establishment, and you need something from me. Do we recognize this vest as a jewel? Uh, you do, okay. yes. We're here to get the Starfinder insignias that uh, you've been trying to peddle. He looks up at the Kasatha and he goes, Finally, somebody who talks my language. He takes out this cardboard box. It's slapdash held together with tape and various amounts of other things that make it into a squarish shape at best. He throws it and slides it underneath the window of the bars onto the other side. You see inside of it there's something between 12 to 13 Starfinder insignias. Where did you get these? Oh, you know, here and there. This crew went missing. Do you know their whereabouts? Well, unless you're the crew, no. Do you know who you got them from? Maybe. Well, they, uh, <laughs> understand your boss wanted some information, but I believe... And he puts his thumb and forefinger together, rubs them. That's, uh, going to be a little bit extra. How much extra? How much you got? How much you taken? Not giving nothing until you tell me what you're taking. Well, let's see. I got the info, and you got the credits. And so, my question is, how many credits do you want for the info? So otherwise, uh, let's, you get no credits for it. That seems a fair price. Well, let's see. You're giving me some attitude. We'll say, make it an even 10,000 credits. I'm just going to look at... I'm going to look at Remy and just sort of be like... You talk. <laughs> I'm gonna. Can I make an intimidation check? You must first intimidate him to make that check. So tell me, right. what you're doing. Tell, me what, tell me what you're getting at. I'm trying to think if it would be a bad idea to pull out my gun at this moment in time. <laughs> but it's. Tempting. What do you think Remy would do? I'm thinking Remy would probably pull out her gun. So I'm going to pull out my gun and say uh, 1,000 or I'm shooting. <laughs> can I make an intimidation check? Yes, you can. <laughs> Absolutely, <right>. you can. 
Uh, I would like to assist. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Boo. I will roll. Listen to the rat, motherfucker. <laughs> Here, wait, can I roll in the roll 20 thing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet, how do I roll slash... Okay, slash... Roll. Yep, slash R space D20. Yep. D20. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, fuck. Um, I have a plus six in Intimidate, though, so... That's a solid 13, I think. So, he looks at you, and a smile kind of creeps across his face. And he's like, I like you. I like you a lot. Fine. Give me ten, and we'll call it even. Ten credits? We ten credits? <laughs> sure, I'll give you ten <laughs> credits, buddy. And he, like, shushes everybody but Remy, and he points at Remy, and he goes... Special discount price for you, friend. But everyone else, maybe it's in your best interest to let the grown-ups do the talking. That's so rude. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm older than both of you, but I will. Easy, Synthoid. Talking down. You know what? Back to 10,000 credits. Yeah, that, that's... that's <laughs> I'm just... I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you know what? So he, gonna... he, holds out, he holds out his hand to Remy. Looking for the 10 credits. Okay, I give him the 10 credits. He grabs it, kind of weighs the stick in his hand a little, plugs in a new machine, verifies that it's 10, slips it into his pocket, and he goes, you know, and he scratches the kind of spikes on his chin that make up a pseudo-lizard-like beard. Come to think of it, I can remember quite a bit about this individual. Well, they were an Eoxian. Definitely a humi, like your friend with the weird globe over there. And he kind of nods over towards Jet. But, uh, didn't blink. Didn't breathe none. Skin was an off color. Pretty sure they weren't alive. I just know and I just heard them saying that they needed bones of a sort to fix something. That's... All I can seem to remember. Where did you meet up with this guy? Oh, he found me, friend. I don't do much traveling these days. Now when you're as uh, popular as I am. Hmm. Maybe we can bring that information back to Venture Captain Arvin and see if he's heard anything about it. Um, I think her. Yeah. Plan, yeah. I wonder, okay, so this is out of character, but I am, my profession is dock worker. Would I be able to use that to talk to other people who are dock workers to see if they know anything about it? Absolutely, you could, because yeah. I mean, they would if know you work, who's coming in and out. Yeah, if you work around the station, you could definitely yeah. look for people. Do you have a, do you have a culture? Um, I do actually, well, I have, I have, I'm proficient in culture. Um, yeah, I so one, one. Perfect. Go ahead and roll me a culture check, actually. Your okay. time at the docks has helped you better. You're a little better informed about the going-ons um, of the station than everyone else. This is Absalom Station, right? Absalom yes. Station, yep. That's my home world, too, actually. Perfect. So I'm actually, I'll give you a, a little juicy plus two bump Ooh. on top of that seven, just because, I mean, working at the docks, you've heard all kinds of things. So this is a culture check? Yep, culture check. Okay. I'm just making sure. I'm going to use my fancy new space dice. Well, they're not new, but I haven't actually really used them. So, Space. Uh -huh. Space dice. I rolled a five. 
plus nice. seven plus the two. Did you say? Or did you say that there was a plus two on that, or what was? I, I did. Yeah. Plus so that two. would actually. So it's five plus nine. So that's a fourteen. Yeah. So you you hear and like you you think for a second, and like you place a finger on your chin and you're like looking for dead bodies. There's there's one place on Absalon Station where they don't immediately incinerate bodies. Obviously, being on a space station, everything's about efficiency and space. That's just kind of their, their go-to. But you have heard rumors at this place called the Vat Garden, which is run by an, a Yosoki couple. Uh, they take dead bodies, and they use it to help fertilize their plants. Uh, it's mm. not completely above board, but you know that they have some stuff worked out with police and they kind of operate on their own little system. Is that a hmm. pun, in, pun intended? Because they're <laughs> Yosoki? Because oh. they're little? <laughs> I don't think Remy would like that. I think Remy would shoot you in the head for that. Uh. <laughs> you insulting rats. <laughs> Do you know, there's a, there's a place in here that, um, what was it called? Fat the Garden. garden. Fat gar- the Fat Garden, which might have bones which we could check out nor route it think it's as good a place as any to start there it goes so he kind of waves you off as as you leave regarding only remy uh as you walk through the door the door closes behind you and you're that kind of as it locks again upon your exit you know where to go, so you take some time and you walk for for a little bit until eventually you get to the Vat Garden. So go ahead and put your character tokens up in the north there Ooh. on that walkway. Going to roll 20. On that roll 20. Yep. Let's oh, see. While you're all doing that. Oh, yep. wait, hold on. I'll read a little flavor. There we go. Oh, geez, I put my guy in the wrong... There we go, somewhere over here. Wait, where? Where? where, where, where is it? Here? Here? Uh, here? There. Right there? Here? Okay. There. Uh, I do, I place, our... do I place gear in there or not? I'm going to assume... If you want to, but know that... Uh, so, gear probably tiny. acts as a, fam- as a familiar does. So, if gear is out, gear is susceptible to damage. So, if if I see gear flying around, they, they have their own initiative, which follows your own. They can do their own damage, but they also have their own hit points, which means if they're targeted, they can be destroyed. So, okay. just as a heads up. Adios, I'm just, yeah. gear. Uh, you if know what? Gear has, as, gear has as much HP as I do, so gear's going to be... GG gear. Maybe good. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to currently be holding, like, holding gear in my arm, like, comfortingly, because gear is my friend. So, as you oh, walk... <laughs> the, <laughs> wow. The station passageways open into an enormous sunken pool filled with a riotous growth of plants. A narrow walkway leading to the other parts of the down low encircles the overgrown vat, and a spire of some kind of machinery stands in its center. For such a busy section of the down low, the area is surprisingly quiet. Two ladders and a steep staircase pierce the foliage and lead down into the vat below. And we don't see anybody around. It's just this. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. Everyone can roll a perception check for me if you so Ooh. choose. Alrighty. Ooh, okay. I rolled a two. 
<laughs> the one day that I roll so badly, I got a six. Hey, hey, I got a two as well, but I got a seven. Sixteen. Sixteen, and then do I have plus perception? You can you can uh, roll that in so D twenty as well. So if you do like R D twenty plus whatever your, your thing is, it'll add it. Okay, so that's sixteen yeah. plus four. I didn't add my four, but cool. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Um, the rest of you are kind of you know put off by the whole thing. Looking through, you're about fifteen feet or so up from this vegetation that's growing. Remy gets to the edge and takes a, a good hard look. And can't quite make out anything down below. Damn. Damn. I don't see anything. I'm gonna. I'm interested, so I'm gonna climb down there. So, Nadim is going to climb down the ladder into this area with the foliage and this spire. Oh, I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go along. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna follow Nadim just behind him. I'm gonna stay on the ledge for a little bit and then see Sorry. what happens so you as you so as uh looks like specter and as nadim approach you hear rustling coming from three of the different bushes you see and hear various things um you can't make out anything because the growth is very very dense you can't see more than five feet or so into it hmm. mm. and you you hear it coming as you come from the north to the west and to the east, and then you have that large spire in the middle, and then in the southwest, you also see that with the southeastern corner silent. Okay. He's going to pull out his assault hammer and just be kind of on guard, and he's going to slowly and carefully start making his way toward down the path towards the pillar. All right. Um, go, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Okay. Thirteen. As you approach where you are. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means. Uh, out of minis bushes. are coming out. Ah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. Out of the bush, this blue-skinned, long-tongue kind of ghastly form comes and tries to bite you. Everyone else? Roll for initiative. Boy, okay. Everyone else except me? Well, you're going to be dead, so. (laughs) Oh. Cool. Run it with fire. Run it with fire. Um, I got a 13. All right, you put in the, uh, the initiative tracker. Oh. How do I put it in? Uh, you can just click on it. Click on the number of your... Uh, Whoa! Ah! Uh, oh, dear God, that's a really high number. <laughs> Good God. Oh, God. <laughs> I that's, that's... hate you, Alex. So <laughs> it's a good thing there's no flat-footed in Starfinder, because... Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I did say I was prepared, so... You did. You were prepared. But it looks like she's going to get to act anyways. There we go. Oh, it's a she. Mm. Perhaps. No. (laughs) So, now that you all have plugged in, this ghoulish creature comes out and goes to sink its teeth into Nadim. That is a seven against your KAC. 
That's a miss. That is a miss. <laughs> Fair enough. As that happens, out of the bush to your west. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, uh, rather, out of the east. Um, comes another individual. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. She oh, Jesus. takes out her hammer and swings. Stupid. Twelve. <laughs> Miss. Dang it. <laughs> Jet, it is your turn. Okay. First thing, Jet is go. Okay, so would it be... I If I let go of gear, I'm assuming gear automatically hovers. Yes. So if I let go of gear to grab my gun, then that should be fine. Yeah. I, okay. Okay, I'm trying to make sure that I know... I'm trying to remember I can use gear as an... Gear is a separate action on my turn, I think. Or yeah, he has of... the same. He has the same initiative as you. He doesn't roll for his yeah. own initiative. He acts no. after your turn. Yeah, each round on your turn. Okay, cool. I'm. Oh, gear isn't loaded. Oh shoot. Okay, well. Nice going. <laughs> I'm assuming I haven't loaded Gear's gun. Um... Okay, I've got a. I've got a backup plan if need be. But I'm going to <laughs> take my my laser pistol, and I'm gonna just sort of go ah and shoot it at uh the ghoul thing all right go ahead and shoot okay so how to attack bonus would be my me my range attack right yep and then okay oh good i finally rolled well in this dice uh, that's an 18 plus three so 21 from where you're standing and all the deep shrubbery it's awfully hard to make out what they're doing. Go ahead and roll me a D100, please. Concealment, <laughs> you bastard. Ah, uh, uh, that's a 45. You hit. Hey! So go ahead and roll damage. <laughs> it's only 1D4 burn. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a four. Four? Nice. Nice. And the burn is just a critical condition, for those wondering. So the burn only takes effect when uh, you crit. Oh, no, that is a critical, right? It is 1d4f, and then it's 1d4. Both are 1d4, so it's okay. I yes, didn't. 2d4 plus burn yeah. when you uh, when you critical. Yeah. yeah, 1d4 fire for the f. Ah. All right. Fancy. Uh, and that now it's... more fancy. And now it's now, gear. Yep. I, I have gear, uh, so I'm going to... Gear has the speed of 30 feet, so I'm just going to... Just give me a second as I plop gear onto the map. Oh, gear can sit in between all these things. That's kind of neat. Whoa. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to send gear over here. That should be... <laughs> gear will go over here and just just uh, currently float for now. So that okay. I have a free hand. Gear is going to vibe. Gear will vibe. <laughs> Roll to vibe. <laughs> So it's playing it Eye of the Tiger. Oh, shoot. Uh-oh. Oh, don't worry about it. That little that little guy? Don't worry about that little oh, guy. Yeah, don't worry about uh, Alex measuring shit in D20. <laughs> or in Roll20. Um, another mercenary appears out of the, uh, the underbrush. And I assume, because you didn't say gear, actually changed from that 15-foot height down into the underbrush. He is quite out in the open, and she's going to take a shot. Yeah, no, gear, gear didn't go down. <laughs> uh, that is a 
21 to hit gear. Okay, well, that will hit gear. Yes. All right, and it does four points of damage. Oh, no. Poor gear. Ding's gear. Nadim, it is your turn. Nadim is going to turn. um, Can I roll some type of check to see what... So you you de- you describe them as mercenaries, the two. Yeah, they look like they look really bulky and they look uh, like pretty pretty like armored. Yeah, like they're well. in- they're intimidating to say yeah. the least. They don't have the same like colored skin. They don't have the same kind of like undeadish okay. aura coming off of them when you look at them. They just look like normal humans. Can I roll something about this like blue skinned creature that's there? Yeah, you can go ahead and roll me, uh, say, life science. Uh, knowledge mysticism, actually. Oh, I don't. I'm not trained in mysticism. And you can, then you then you can't. Nope. So I'm just gonna attack him anyway. <laughs> so I'm gonna hit him in the face. <laughs> so I'm gonna hit him with my assault hammer. No, I will not. That is a four to hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a miss. Remy, it is your turn. Oh, thank. I'm, and I'm gonna take okay. a five foot for my move action, a guarded step. Mm, no, it's a bad you do realize you just got flanked. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Okay, uh, and how do you measure these? So if you go to the little circle with the uh, ruler in it, you can oh. click on it, and then you can be like, I want to go over here. Now everyone's doing it, because I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so many arrows. <laughs> and suddenly. Feet, 40 feet. You know what? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's, yeah, okay. Um... I'm going to try and shoot the ghoul thingy. Um, uh, all right, go ahead and try to shoot. Sure, okay. Is a 12 hit? <laughs> it does not. Damn, uh, so okay. You, so you take a shot and it... Wait, actually, EAC, EAC? or it, KAC? I oh, think uh, uh, it's an it azimuth is, laser pistol. I think that's EAC. It's a semi-auto pistol. So it's... Oh, so it's KAC. Yeah, it's KAC. Did you said 12, though? Yeah. That does hit. It hits? It hits. Oh, sick. They have, okay. They have higher EAC than KAC. So does I 1B6 got both PD. wrong. Oh. <laughs> Roll that D6. I think you rolled the D20 there. Three. Three points of damage. So you managed to hit the ghoul, boom, for three points of damage. Bonk. The slug thrower that you're using, such an uncivilized weapon, hitting it right in the shoulder. Spectre, it is your turn. All right, well, my uncivilized gun weapon will pop out of the corner. Oh, actually, hang on. I'm sorry. Oh. Before that happens, Anna, go ahead and roll me a D100. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, this chance, because you're still on the walkway. There we go. 99. Oh. Woo. Yeah, you, you still hit. It's good. <laughs> that 99 definitely hits. All right, Spectre, it is your turn. All right. My uncultured slug thrower is going to pop out of the quick-release sheet in my arm, out into my hand. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Fancy. Yeah, in my other, uh, with my other hand, I'm gonna draw my uh, survival knife, and I'm gonna take a shot at the uh, ghoul with my pistol. All right, so uh, go ahead and uh, shoot. Uh, I've got a 13 plus four, so 17. Go ahead and roll that uh, mischance. Oh right, uh, I got a 68. Yep, you hit. So go ahead and roll for damage. Like, what do you have to roll not hit? It's 20%. I got a 1. Oh. Yeah. 
So partial partial concealment in Pathfinder and Starfinder is 20% mischance. So if you roll 20 or less, you miss, and anything above that, you hit. Gotcha. Okay, I, I rolled a one for damage. <laughs> nice. And a one for damage is what you dole out. You manage to just barely Woo! wing them on the side of the leg. It yeah. is... It is the ghoul's turn. She tries once Spectre more to sink her teeth in anger. into... What again? Specter <laughs> beep boops and anger. Oh, oh beep boops. boops. <laughs> oh my like, God. Boobs and anger. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it takes its hammer and it swings. That is a 16 against your KAC. Uh, that hits. So its teeth <clears throat> latch right on to you. And now I need you to roll me a fortitude save, please. Well, I got seventeen. So you take four points of damage, and you feel this venom start making your joints a little slower, and your muscles lock up. But you manage to shake out of it. I was gonna say I failed that. <laughs> That's like, fuck away. We're playing a level fifteen one shot, right? Oh, uh, uh, no. <laughs> um, while I run away. It is now the other thug's turn, the one that is closest uh, to Nadim, is going to take a guarded step and it's going to attack with their hammer. That's going to be an 18 to hit. That hits as well. They do seven points of damage. Catch you in the back of the knees while all of your friends are just up there like, oh no! Pew pew! Pew 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 pew! Shooting from the the top. Uh, It is Jet's turn. Okay. Jed is very angry um, that someone tried to shoot his precious gear. Um, does he have range? Uh, could Jet hit the uh, mercenary in the back? Would he have view? Uh, you could. They're so far away, and all of the shrubs that you're shooting for, it would be they have full concealment. So you can take a shot if you'd like. But you have to roll a 50% mischance on 50% that. 50% mischance. Yeah, no. Jet is smart enough to know when he it's not worth it. Um, the the this mercenary though is wide open, right? The one uh, they are. are. Yeah, they okay. Are the, they're they're wide open enough, but you're still shooting down into this shrubbery, and so ah. you still have a slight mischance. Yeah, but if I move forward, would I not have the mischance? You have to move right. down into the pit, so they're 15 feet below you. Okay, what, but if of... I if I went to here, I would then have. Yeah, so you would okay. be 15 feet down, and then it would be 5 feet out just to get on the landing there. So that's 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you move quarter speed climbing. So okay. so it's going to – you can basically move halfway down the ladder um, in yeah, okay. one movement. Jet, Jet's not going to do that. Jet, and I'm just thinking through, like, what would he want to do in trying to understand where everything falls? No, he's just going to use his uh, laser pistol and just – shoot at the at the mercenary this time all right go ahead and take your shot take this you diner. oh i rolled another 18 wow that was nice um, so that would be that would be 18 plus awesome it hits and do you want me to roll the two uh roll the d100 yes please ah ha, ha. that is a 10 <laughs> no wait that was a 70 never mind so, nope. Okay, yeah. You uh, hit. Those are way different. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait a moment. <laughs> um, that is two fire damage from my pew 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 pistol. Uh, pistol. So you managed to hit them for two fire damage. It is Gear's turn. 
Uh, gear is going to just pop over. Uh, oh shoot, I need to change. Uh, pop over one and go down. How far right, down so was it? Is 15, so that would 15 be... 15 feet. So that's five and then that would be 20. And Gear has full 30 feet move in. Yeah, because he's hovering, five. he's not climbing, so he can move yeah. uh, on that on that plane without any kind of encumbrance. Gear is hiding in the shrub. Uh, All right. It, actually, if Gear's hiding in the shrub, can uh, Gear make a stealth check or not? They are partially uh, occluded, so you can do a hide action. Yes, you're okay. welcome to do that. So go uh, ahead and okay. roll a stealth check. Because Gear is good at being stealthy. And, um, that is a 4 plus 6, so that's only a 10. <laughs> Not great. Gear is right. only half stealthy. <laughs> he makes beep noises as he goes down. <laughs> like a truck back <laughs> Exactly, yeah. It's like the... <laughs> So the ghoul and the mercenary at the top of the board in the northernmost portion that are fighting uh, Nadim right now, they lose track of him. But the one that's all the way in the back, she was watching as he lowered, and she knows exactly where he is. So oh she dear. will more, more than likely close in. It is her turn. She's going to move oh. to right there. Oh, no. Uh, oh she's going to swing at gear. Oh, dear. Uh, that is a natural 19 for a 25. She's going to swing. And does nine points of damage with oh, her hammer, just coming down on top oh, of this orb, no. chakunk, oh, hitting shit. it, denting it. I okay. assume that 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 completely destroys Gear because Gear only had six hit points left. Oh, gear is so fucking yeah, dead. yeah, no, Gear is broken, <laughs> and I will need to go make a new droid. Uh, <laughs> you can repair him. Spectre wants to avenge his fallen brethren. Oh yeah, don't worry. Now you've Good. made him angry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. Now it is Nadim's turn. Nadim, you just watched this person oh. stream on by you, and you just hear this loud crunch come from the foliage next to you, not quite able to make out what's going on. This person just bit you. This other person just hit you with a hammer. Yeah. They are doing all kinds of mean stuff Nadim's angry. He's going to take a guarded step over here to try to draw them into clear line of sight. And he's going to swing at this mercenary, but... After being hit a couple times for some good walloping damage, you can see his body just like vibrating and like putting off this like aura. And he swings. That is a 21 against EAC. That hits. <laughs> and oh, does seven points of acid and bludgeoning damage. So it's, it counts as both. It counts but as both. But not 14 points of damage. Yeah. Yeah, so you you come down on this person, your body vibrating with this energy, and you just smack them, and it does a number on them. They're still doing okay, but they look much worse for the wear. Remy, it is your turn. Remy's going to try to finish this bitch off. Um, uh, yeah, she will shoot at him, I guess. Uh... So, that's a d20 plus one, yeah. Uh, it should be higher than that. It might be it is d20 plus one. What's your yeah. dex? It's bonus? plus one, I think. Yeah, so yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. It's a 17 hit. Nice. And you hit. Sweet. Um, do I have to roll the d100 as well? Uh, you do. So you shoot into the bushes. Roll to miss. 
barely hit. <laughs> you hit. You hit. You manage to. It like goes into the bushes. It's not as clean of a shot as you want, but you manage to barely thread that needle. Alrighty, and then it's a one d six. One. Oh. <laughs> I jinxed it. <laughs> I know. I, I, breaking through all those those I branches and stuff. Uh, it didn't quite do what you hoped it to do. Spectre, it is your turn. Okay. Spectre is going to uh, move down. Oh, wait. I need to switch my thing. Spectre is going to go down here. Uh, all right. And... So that's part of a full action, and he's going to uh, make a—he's going to attempt to make a trick attack using his survival knife. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm. So Spectre disappears into the brush, and then his knife comes darting out. Uh, All right. To, to strike. So what do you do for your trick attack? What is your chosen uh, so skill? My chosen one, because I'm because I'm a ghost, I'm using stealth. So I have a I have a massively. I have a massive bonus. The DC Uh-oh. is the DC is twenty plus the target's CR. Okay, so it's uh, twenty one. Actually, no, it's it's twenty because it's half twenty down. Yes, yeah, twenty flat. Okay, I got a thirty four, so I think I hit. <laughs> How did you get a thirty four? <laughs> what is your so, stealth modifier? <laughs> so my my stealth is my stealth is plus eleven because the I got I got plus three from dexterity. I've got one rank, so and then another plus three because it's an operative skill. Uh, gotcha. Because I'm a ghost, I immediately get so my specialization being ghost, I get uh, skill uh, focus in stealth for an extra plus three to it. I have my plus one from operative edge, so that's eleven. But ghosts get a plus four bonus to stealth checks when they use it for a trick attack. So I, so I so you rolled plus, a nineteen. I have a plus, I have a plus fifteen. <laughs> Good God! Uh, um, yeah, I, you I you smack you smack that mofo. So you, your trick attack uh, will go I, through. So go ahead and roll the hit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like plus fifteen 30. at level one. It's just like I got a thirty. I got a thirty-four on my trick attack, and I'm gonna get like a natural one. Uh, I did not get a natural one. I got a two, so five. <laughs> Five. Oh, the nice. trick attack was good. You you managed to surprise him, but your <laughs> knife just doesn't connect. Uh, um, that was a full action, so. I'm all right, so. Angry robot noises continue. Beep boop. Um, the ghoul moves again to try and put down Nadim. Misses. Heftily misses. It is now that person's turn. Watching you try to trick attack, uh, the mercenary is going to swing on you, bloodied and bruised and not doing great. Uh, 21 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's going to hit. And that's going to be six points of damage. She brings her hammer right as you kind of go to stab at her. She catches you in the arm for six points of damage. Jet, it is your turn. Yeah. Jed is sad. Jed is very angry and very sad. And he's now, he's crying. He has tears in his face from the crack of his beloved drone being, like, taken down. And he's gonna, oh, shoot, he can't move forward or the, the ghoul will get him. Uh, so he's just gonna, like, 
It's gonna take... uh, so that's a ladder there, so the glue oh, really? can't... Yeah, so I mean, you're, oh, again, you're cool. on a 15-foot tall platform. You have the high ground, Annie. I do have the high ground. <laughs> okay. No, uh, that's opposite. Yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Uh, I have the high ground. This mercenary... Oh, wait, I need to go to the right one to make it go blue, don't I? Um, the mercenary... This mer oh, shoot, that mercenary, the one that my arrow is pointing to, <laughs> would have yeah. the same so the cover. One, the one in the west. Over, yeah, the one in the west would have the same cover uh, as, like, if if he's here. So they're all the they're all cover. slightly obscured. Yeah. So yeah. you move down the ladder. Um, no, I'm, I'm just gonna stay where I am. Okay. I was is there a blue-skinned creature obscured? He's on the path. They're, they're all obscured. When yeah. anyone on the walkway, uh, they have they're obscured from. Got it. Okay. Jess just gonna like aim his aim his pistol into the bush where the mercenary is and say, "Eat this drone killer!" Oh shoot, I did I did the voice wrong. The voice was wrong. <laughs> eat, eat this, you drone killer. You need to work on your comebacks. I can't do it. No. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anyways, uh, that's a sixteen to hit. Sixteen hits. Oh yeah, and I got a roll for coverage. Oh, that's a sixty-nine. So, that, nice. that, that, yeah, that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's one. One. one fire Ooh. You guys are. You guys are just <laughs> chipping away. Uh, the next, the next group one. of starfinders that has to face off against this group is going to do so well because they'll be so weak once you're all dead. So, wow. <laughs> good news. Thank you. Yeah. We're just gonna TPK, re-roll characters, and then start over again. It'll be episode two: is re-rolling characters. <laughs> uh, it is now the the mercenary that killed Gear uh, sheaths their hammer and draws their gun, leveling it up at the walkway. That will be their turn. Uh, Nadim, it is your turn again. I'm going to use my move action to uh, put an entropic focus on to Spectre. And what that does is if he gets hit, I start gaining entropy. So like my there's like a field around him and I'm like protecting him not so much with like AC cover or anything, but with my mind and then I get benefits from it. So thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad to exactly. be, I'm glad to be your punching bag. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just if you get hit, I get empowered. So Oh so you, so now you roll to attack Spectre, I assume? Right? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna attack this mercenary that was that was the one I attacked last round. So it I'm is. Gonna, I'm gonna attack her again. Uh not with my entropic strike though, just with my hammer. Natural nineteen. At that's going to be a juicy, juicy hit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ooh, five points of damage. How do you do this, buddy? He's got this big assault hammer in one of his four hands and just lands the the blunt end of it just square right into her forehead just and just smashes her down. And so the, the mercenary goes down. Uh, Remy, it is your turn, unless you want to move into Dean. Uh, um, I will do a guarded step uh, up here. Cool. Yep. All right, uh, Remy, it is your turn. Just to the noble. Did Did Remy see the mercenary like like pull out their gun? 
Uh, yeah, she would have. Like, it's tough for you to hit them, but you can kind of make out what they're doing through the through the various <laughs> obscuring leaves. Oh, she runs. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, full withdraw. Yeah. I'm going to move four times my movement speed away from this combat. For those who can't see, Remy Adios. just left <laughs> it. Uh, how? Okay, I have to roll like for 50%. Uh, it's just 20% this time. 20% now? Yeah. If I so they were really. Yeah, so they were really far away before, so that's what the fifty percent came from. But now oh, they're sick. closer, okay. and you can kind of make them out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot him. Is it sixteen hit? Yeah. Sixteen hits their KAC. You're good. All right, and then I'll roll a D100. Woo! It really hits. Skirting <laughs> that line. Twenty-two, twenty-three. It hits. All Go right. ahead and roll for damage. A hit's a hit. That's a three. <laughs> There you go. So three points of damage. So you manage to hit it. Spectre is once more your turn. Okay. This time I'm going to once again try and trick attack. I'm going to try and trick attack the uh, strange creature. So I can do I can do that with my uh, pistol. So All right. So that's uh, DC 21 to hit that creature. Uh, 19. Whoa. 19. Ooh. Yeah. You you missed your trick attack. Uh, well, that's that's uh, that's only to see if the if I get the bonus. Yeah, so you can still you still swing to attack. You just don't get the trick attack damage. Yeah. Oh, and now I rolled a nineteen plus four. So there you go. So you yeah you connect. Go ahead and roll damage. On, Five. On that. Five nice. points of piercing damage. Five points of piercing damage. All right. Happy robot noises. <laughs> a success. Well, um, no, I'm I'm there. I was shooting with my gun. Oh, you're shooting with your gun. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're within ten feet. Cool. Um, so it is its turn. It will take a guarded step, and it's going to try and take out uh, Spectre. It's going to be a fourteen to hit against your KAC. I've got a fifteen. 15. Oh, <laughs> just missed. Oh. Oh. She, she oh. manages to grab hold of you, but your your synthetic skin is just a little bit too beefy for her to bite through. Uh, it is now not her turn. Jet's turn. Ah, uh, Okay, Jet is still crying. Jet is shooting again. Jet doesn't care. Jet wants revenge. Jet don't care. <laughs> for your... <laughs> Jet's angry. Honey Jet badger don't care. Uh, that is a 15 to shoot the mercenary uh that is a hit is that yeah. against, that's against kac uh it, it it is a laser pistol so it's against eac yeah it hits for eac sure. okay i only have a laser pistol so that's good to know yeah it's just normally when you roll because i can't keep track of all your weapons okay. you just say 15 against kac or 15 against good eac to just to help me keep how would straight. i know if it's supposed to be against kac or eac because i didn't so see like, written down the so if it shoots bullets it's kac because it's kinetic energy okay. and then if it's a laser pistol then it's eac so if like if it's lasers or it has like a laser aura things like that EAC, okay. if it if it has spells. kinetic force, yeah, spells. Yeah. Yeah. If it has kinetic force, like a sword or like a, a gun that shoots bullets, those are KAC. How many shots have I taken? Because I'm trying to keep track. I did, how many turns have we done? I did one, two, I think we've like done four, three. Four turns, maybe? I think we're on four. This is on the fourth, yeah, I thought so. I'm just making sure. I'm keeping track of how many charges I have left. Um, okay. I'm sure we do that as well. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that uh, mischance for me. Uh, hoo hoo! I, I got a nineteen. 
Oh, you oh, 19. Man. And you'd shoot over their head. It is Damn. the mercenary's turn. Now with their pistol leveled, it's going to take a shot at Remy. Uh, that is a 14 against your EAC. That's going to hit. <laughs> and they do one point of damage. That could have been hit points for my stamina. That goes to your stamina. Stamina That's first, okay. and then when your stamina is done, it takes away from your hit points. Yep. Sweet. Starfinder. All right, Nadim, it is your turn. Okay. Nadim is going to do a full charge at this mercenary that's shooting. And he will invoke the attack of opportunity to move out of that space from the blue guy. All right. So first goes to bite you. A 16 against KAC. That is a miss. What? Because if I have a point in my entropy pool, uh-huh. I get plus one to my AC. So my KAC right now is 17. <laughs> you, Damn. you go murder that mercenary. <laughs> so I, as long as I move 10 feet in a straight line, I can do that with a charge. And then I get another point of entropy for charging. And then... <laughs> Run so runs up with the hammer and stop. <laughs> Naturally, team. That's a twenty-two to hit EAC. Uh, that's a hit. And uh, ooh, seven points of acid damage. Her chunk. Uh, you managed to catch her in the shoulder. She's looking bad, but up and fighting still. Remy, it is your turn. Well, I think I'm going to take a shot at the mercenary again, then. It's a 16. That is a hit. Sweet. Against KAC? Okay. Against KAC, yeah. Perfect. And then I'll roll D100 as well. Yes, please. <laughs> I, oh, my oh, my God. This is, like, <laughs> this is giving me anxiety. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. 22, 23, 21 on D100. Pew, 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 Barely. <laughs> roll for that damage. Uh, Four. Four. Remy, how do you kill this mercenary? Remy's going to aim for the head. (laughs) The kill shot. And like a balloon full of blood, it pops. (laughs) (laughs) And the mercenary falls. (laughs) <laughs> the lightning Mc- it makes a lightning McQueen sound I can't think of a better catchphrase right now <laughs> that's morbid for a children's movie just like ka-chow <laughs> Spectre it is your turn I am going to do another I'm going to try another trick attack so I've got trick a attack. I've got a 30 on my stealth check that 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 hits. That's uh, that's a good. That's tricky. That's a trick. Uh, oh, and I, it finally connects because I've got a total of twenty. Because this is with my knife. Oh heavens! I don't know how this is gonna work out for heavens our weird blue Betsy. creature. Uh, oh, so he I get, did. Uh, I get to do because of my trick attack. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing just, how many dice are you rolling <laughs> over there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to open oh, that's a ten d six. I have to open another case of dice. Uh, <laughs> I do six points of slashing damage. Nice. And you, well, why don't you tell me, how do you trickily murder this strange blue aberration? I, Spectre's going to swing his gun up towards its face so that it, and it doesn't even see the knife that comes right into its back. Oh, 
Nice. I like it. That's I like it. You added the trick attack the into trick. the into the little murder. The trick. And you find yourselves out Beep of battle. <laughs> Happy robot <Beep>. sounds. <laughs> and we're level two. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> Let's level up. Oh, sick. Are we leveling up? That's excellent. No, you were not. You're out of combat. You're out of your first combat. Everybody calm down. Damn. <laughs> I like leveling up. It's so much fun. I think leveling up is right. very entertaining. Oh, it's great. If all we right, so up, we get evasion. What are you all doing as you're talking about something not that didn't happen? Jed <laughs> is immediately uh, going over and salvaging as much parts as he can from uh, gear, because apparently... As long as gear didn't get knocked down to like equal to, he didn't take damage while down equal to his hit points, which he didn't. I can build him up back up. Okay, He's so only as long damaged. As so as long as he isn't massive damaged, basically, yeah. that, that, that's, that's called the massive damage rules. It's instant death. Okay, it says if a drone, it, it says um, most construct drones cannot recover damage on its own. Drone reduced to zero, it becomes inactive until it has one hit point. If it takes damage from a single attack equal or greater than its maximum hit points while it has zero HP, the drone is destroyed. Okay. All right. How long does it take to rebuild that back out? Uh, your drone like is ever des destroyed or lost. So he's not destroyed and he's not lost. Yeah. Um, but so to get him like functional. Yeah. Um, I, I will look into that. And I will come back to you once I find that spot in the. <laughs> what in is the uh, what is everyone else up to while uh, Jet, I assume teary eyed, oh, yeah, yeah. picks up I the pieces of gear. I my good boy now. <laughs> my son, I've abandoned my son, my boy. <laughs> no, my boy. I'm just gonna look, give give a strange look to um, Jet. Um. <laughs> So Can't that's, you build that's them Remy's back full action. Like, that's uh, it. <laughs> just, just a strange look. Uh, what are you up to, Spectre? Uh, Spectre, the mercenary that's over where I am, did they have a gun as well? Uh, they did. So uh, you kind of rifle through the mercenaries' uh, pockets. What they have on them, uh, they have an assault hammer, uh, an azimuth laser pistol with a battery that has, because she didn't shoot, uh, 20 charges. As well as a cred stick, you uh, press the button on the cred stick to see the balance. It's two hundred and fifty credits. Hey, I'm I am taking that. We're uh, going shopping. So yeah, so yeah, I'm taking. I am taking the cred stick. I'm also gonna take the Asimuth pistol. All right. And then after I do that, uh, I'm gonna end up. I'm gonna go towards the machine. I'm gonna right. put a comforting hand on Jet. One of my four there, there. comforting <laughs> hands. And then also check the body of the other <laughs> mercenary. She seems to have a similar loadout. Okay. But she took a couple shots, so her... She did, so her so she only has 17 charges in her battery. Okay. I'm going to grab that because I don't have a ranged weapon. So I'm going to grab the pistol. 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 And... Uh, does she have a cred stick on her too? Or she does. Is she has the exact same loadout as the okay. other one. So okay. everything I described before, she has that azimuth laser pistol, battery of 17. And then what about the, the blue ghoul? So as you rifle through the pockets of the blue ghoul, uh, you see that she has flight suit station wear, another azimuth laser pistol with 20 charges, and a data pad. Ooh, data pad. 
what is the flight suit station wear? It's just casual wear. Okay. It's not like a, a yeah. nice piece of armor. It's not. It's it's like a jumpsuit, basically, okay. that you'd see perhaps on someone who was a, a janitor or someone who's uh, working out on the station underneath uh, an EVA suit. Okay. Um, yeah, so Nadim's going to grab the data pad and start kind of thumbing through it. Looking for uh, it is locked. Flappy birds. No. Okay. Uh, so you could sell it on eBay for like thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Flappy Bird and Fortnite. <gasps> it's a fortune. Ooh, it's a right fortune. There. <laughs> okay. It's locked. Um, I'm going to reach down and grab the hand of the blue guy and put it on the pad to see if it unlocks. It is password locked you just like grab it and I smack smash it, against it into his screen. face like six times i'm like unlock it okay the screen is now cracked no it's still functional but it's it's cracked <laughs> nothing like a cracked ipad <laughs> <laughs> okay uh hmm okay how many times before it locks us out uh I mean, it's just there. It's not a machine so much as it's just like a metal spire. Uh, it's a statue that's kind of been put there to adorn the garden. Uh, you see a list of names. You assume that it is bodies that have been donated to the garden to fertilize legitimately. Um, and at the bottom, it just says the family name of the Yasoki that tend to it. As you're checking out uh, this spire, you actually see two Yasoki appear um, down that western corridor. Uh, they kind of peek out from behind the corner, uh, looking, they're in, um, not intended, excuse me, their uh, whiskers kind of flexing uh, as if they're uh, some trepidation behind what they want to do. And they come down and they find you and are now standing next to you, Spectre, uh, at the bottom. Hello. Oh, I, I see that you got rid of those, those whatever they were. Yes, it seems as, as though they they managed to dispatch them, dear. Uh, if the tricky thing and the two armed people are what you are speaking of, then yes, we have. They appeared out of nowhere, and I don't really know what they were doing. Uh, the, the strange blue one was digging up some of the skulls from the garden. And as she says that, you look over and you realize all three were like digging various holes and they have been pulling skulls out. And there's like small piles of skulls that are all around the vat garden. That's not creepy at all. Um, so, very yeah, upon hearing this, Nadine's going to kind of approach uh, Spectre talking with the two Yosoki and... Um, do you know what they were looking for? Uh, skulls. <laughs> what what kind, kind of skulls? <laughs> the I ones mean, like, that are they... made of bone? <laughs> you look and you see that there, there's all kinds like Yosoki, you see uh, like Lashunta, you see Vesk, like they just were looking for skulls. Okay. I don't know if they were like digging like Finding something specific without a, without a training in mysticism, you actually have no idea what they're doing, what they were doing, or why. Okay, okay. Well, mm. glad we could help you dispatch them. They were quite troublesome. 
I'm gonna need a short rest. <laughs> uh. I mean, maybe I, I mean, I might think that they're looking for, like, maybe an implant or something that would be in a skull. Because I, I mean, I have engineering and I actually have a, uh, like, my quick release sheath is actually built into my arm. So I think maybe they might be looking, maybe what I think they are looking for an implant in a skull. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, you could also, I'll let someone roll a life science if you want to try that as well. I have life science. I'm going to do that. Ten. Ten. Yeah, you're not really sure. Mm. Anybody else have the life sciences? Is there anything on? I think someone has, like, a specialty in life science. Uh, I, I mean, I have, a, I have one. I have a rank in it. I'm special. I'm better at physical science, though. I mean, you should still, like, you can roll it for me if you'd like, because you're having this conversation looking yeah. at the skulls. I have physical mm -hmm. science, life science. I mean, if you have the ability to roll it, it's usually, like, especially yeah. if you're part of the conversation, it's usually good I have to piloting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll roll life science. I have no science. Uh, I got uh, 12 plus 3, so 15. 15. So, uh, Spectre... With your time kind of going from world to world, helping to document different places and, and kind of do these things, you have come across Yoxians before, which you're fairly certain is what that strange bluish-skinned uh, creature was. You also have heard rumors, though you're not entirely sure without any kind of real concrete knowledge of the, m of the mysticism arts, uh, that they use bone and technology for some sort of magic uh, that helps propel and like contain their ships. And so you think that them grabbing skulls had more to do with wanting the material of the skulls to perhaps fix something or make something. It's it's tough for you to know, but that's kind of what you're gleaning from the situation. Like just the the calcium and whatever. The makes bone it. specifically. Yeah. More so than they, the actual atoms of it. They yeah. actually need bone. Bone. Because they could get they calcium anywhere. Yeah. That's fair. They are Eoxians. They may be looking for bone, specifically. Just gathering hmm. skulls. Well, a place that takes pretty much donated bodies to grow their plants, they have an abundance of bones. And, I mean, bones are hard to come by because everything is put into trash compactors or yeah. recyclers or well, they're like put into furnaces. Yeah, Absalom is burnt. Yeah, they, they cremate mm. everything. So it'd be t it's it's a rarer material than you would initially you think. Might yeah, I might expect. I mean, maybe on a planet it might be a little bit more common. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's just me. Metagaming. Spectre's going to lean back to Nadim and, and say, didn't the Vesk say that he was visited by an Eoxian who... Related to the uh, crests. He did. Seems the Oxians are behind all this. They may well be. Hmm. Um, and then Nadim's going to turn to the two Yasoki and ask him when did they show up? They, they showed up a few hours ago. We asked them what they were doing, and, well, they shot at us, so we had to run away. 
It was very scary. My husband and I, well, we aren't the cleanest business, but we're doing our best to make our way as legitimately in this place as we can. For, for only a couple hours, I've done quite a bit of digging. Have you seen anything else in this area? Just that. Hmm. Do you mind if we look, look, looked around a little bit more? Yeah, you can go ahead and look around. Okay. Sorry. You can go ahead and look around. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Nadim's just gonna kind of do perimeter sweep type thing and um, kind of take uh, inventory, I guess, of the the bones and uh, types of. Because you said they were specifically like piling up skulls. Yeah. So there's something specific about the skulls, or is it just like that's what? You don't know. I mean, your check's okay. your check. You yeah. can't really yeah. figure yeah. anything else from that. Okay. Fine. Spectre's gonna go. <laughs> Fine. Spectre's Alex. gonna go see if Kira's doing well. Spectre cares <laughs> for his fellow robot buddy. <laughs> Gear's been put in my. Uh, Jet has been packing gear's bits into his back, but he's like, "It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right." Hundred minutes, hundred minutes, and we'll all be good. So sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me how to fix you. Hundred. So, um, Will gear be okay? We'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's not like it's anything new. It's just didn't get too badly beaten. Still got all the parts. Still got everything. And he'll be fine. But thank you. Thank you for your concern. It's it's touching. Uh, <laughs> Spectre did like an awkward shoulder pat. There, 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 there. there. I'm imagining Bayamak from Big Hero. Exactly, Big Hero Six. Right there, there. But now what I want to do is I want to get Spectre on a on a low battery and see yeah. if he acts like drunk Bayamak. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> Harry baby. Harry baby. Harry baby. <laughs> <laughs> we jumped out of a window. A window. <laughs> oh my God. It, Such a good it, movie. Uh, I love that movie. It's so good. Find it like what is it? The memory card and switch out the memory chip in in him. A uh, kill mode or whatever. <laughs> kill mode. To, you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure Spectre has a hug mode somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he certainly has a kill mode because he sort of oh, murdered yes. that that one person. Oh yeah. <laughs> So just so you uh, know, um, gear to so for me to heal one hit point, to oh sorry to increase my, well it is one hit point to increase their hit points by ten percent I need to spend ten minutes fixing my bot. So to get them all the way back up to ten, I'm assuming there's a base of zero from that. Uh, he's in he's uh, at less than zero. Currently. Yeah okay if he's yeah he's at negative so he's at like minus negative three so he's at yeah so okay. it's it's negative three so okay. to get him just. Like basically, he's in pieces, large pieces. Like he has a, probably like a central core and like bits of his thing, but maybe his like ocular unit is off, and like one of his hover jets is disconnected. So you could make him whole over forty minutes or so, to the point where you could get him hovering again and yeah. you know talking. But it, it would take you some time and uh, learning what you did and finding the data pad. This may not be the best place to be doing it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. I've been packing. Gear's been packed into my guy into Jet's backpack, because Jet has a backpack which I bought on purpose, 
Just so that he has it. In case gear he died? He has, no, he has a consumer backpack that has one bulk, but if used, it doesn't count, and it can fit two bulk in it. Mm. I, I, I read the mm. book, and I wrote that down. <laughs> Nerd. It seemed important at the time. Who, who reads the rule book? <laughs> I don't know. Losers only read the rule book. <laughs> and I'm definitely a loser. I already know that. What's, I, uh, what's everyone else up to? What Remy, what are you doing while this is happening? Um, Remy is probably just, I would say, checking out what's going on, I guess. She was, like, listening into the conversation, but, like, not really talking. Uh, they do have the data pad available as well, if you if anyone want to thumb through that. Cause... Oh, I have computer. Well, I thought Sorry. the data pad was locked. I it can is hack. locked. Right, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. like, a computer stack to... I don't have a computer, so I can't... Yeah, Wait, so to you, it's locked. I, have... I am actually really good at... My custom rig gives me... Um, I count as operating a computer engineering skill... Uh, basic tools for a computer engineering skill checks. Perfect. So, yeah. Oh, Nadeem, and I have You watch Nadim slamming this uh, Eoxian's face against the screen to unlock it rather unsuccessfully. I thought it was a and you're probably just scanner. like, maybe give it's it to me. It's a retinal scanner. Like, <laughs> pass me. Don't break it. Just pass, pass me the screen over. Don't don't, don't hit it against anything. And I'll, yeah. I'll take I'll a look. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me a computer's check. Okay. So I'm just making sure that I know that I have all the benefits that I need for this. Um, first level, I gain a plus one insight to computer checks, and um, yeah, that's all that I need. And I can use my custom rig, my eyeball custom rig piece to help me hack it. I don't know how that looks. I guess I just stare <laughs> at it really hard and <laughs> mentally try uh, to try to hack I, it. So I imagine like what you can do is from your eyeball, you can actually take it. You take. Like out the uh, pupil, what appears to be the pupil, and you can hook it into the bottom, almost like an interface. That mm -hmm. allows you to then interface directly with the system. Sure. Um, on top of, I'm sure, giving you other benefits. But I kind of start hacking. Mm -hmm. I just kind of imagined his thing is like, it's it's uh, it's like it's not actually his, his eye per se. It's like um, a a lens, like a Google Glass, but instead it's a on his eye. I don't know if that good or not yeah maybe maybe yeah. like it reads you the specs and it tells you yeah. the best way to like kind of bypass it. To do it yeah it gives you a readout like a hood mm -hmm. it goes ahead and it's like i know your model number the model number this is the type 5 tablet by <laughs> apple core uh, oh i rolled a 19 plus 8 so that's a, that's a nice. 27 <laughs> though the screen is cracked uh you managed to bypass it fairly easily um and you start kind of scrolling through the various uh, files that are on there. A lot of it is kind of nonsense correspondence. Uh, you see Flappy Bird and you see Fortnite uh, and you kind of keep going uh. up. Then you see a much larger file. The file is marked Endless through Nodi. Um, you yeah. click on it and you open it uh, and it's the readout specs for a ship. Uh, the ship is marked as an Eoxian ship uh, and it has a bunch of information about damage being done to it as well as the coordinates for it Ooh. um as a ship a nerd do i know roll me you roll me a piloting check oh a piloting check okay um cool that's a 12 plus 8 so that's a 20 20 so you realize looking at the coordinates that these coordinates aren't 
for coordinates in space. They're coordinates for uh, something in the drift, which is the extra planar dimension that you go to to move between points in space at faster than light speed travel. Um, and you oh. assume that's where the ship is because, like, especially as a piloting nerd, like, you're reading through the damage done to it, and, like, you see all these things, and you realize that its drift engine must be damaged. And you know without a drift engine, you can't move in and out of the drift. So, obviously, they got into the drift. Something happened, and uh, they couldn't leave. As you continue reading, you see this report uh, by something called the Loblight. Uh, and you kind of put two and two together and you figure out that the Loblight was more than likely the ship that attacked them in the drift, uh, kind of destroying them and leaving them floating, for lack of a better term. But they apparently were coming here to get parts for their ship. Um, and like after hearing Spectre and hearing everything else, it seems that what they were doing was they were collecting the skulls to repair the ship. You don't know how they do that, but that seems to be what they were doing. Okay. Is this a ship that I would have, like, is the model of the ship something that I would know the model of? Like, what so I know? You, you might know the base model of it, but due to the fact that it's Eoxian, uh, it makes it a little bit different. Um, okay. So it looks like it's a large, heavy freighter. Uh, as its specs, when you kind of look over the specs, but there's some weird things about it that you, the words you haven't heard before. Like there's these various cores that it keeps mentioning and talking about, but you really have no clue what they're alluding to. Okay. You just see like necromantic generators, and you don't know what that phrase means. You need to get me one of those. All right. Probably not. Because <laughs> <laughs> the fancy ship, and I. Okay. Uh, Nadim is going to ask the Yasoki, uh, when was the last time you had bodies donated to you, and how many? Oh, I don't know. We kind of get one every week or so. Nothing out of the ordinary. So there wasn't a, a big insurgence of donations that came in that might have drawn in the the mercenaries. No, but if they were looking for bodies, we're probably the only place on the station where you can find them. Save for mm. the city morgue, but that seems a much more treacherous place to get in and out of, because they have real security, not just two little rats trying to make their way in the world. Sing mm. does seem to use necromantic stuff, so make that would make sense. Well, we will donate the two mercenary bodies to your cause. What about the ghoul? And if the ghouls use a boat, we'll donate him as well. Ah, uh, cool. Great. And he just goes, we don't use the undead. Taints the plants. Makes them worthless. But mm. we appreciate it. We'll take the other two, though. We will incinerate the fuck out of him, then. All right, so you got the data pad, um, and it seems like you have some information that's pointing you towards this ship. Uh, what all do you want to do? I would like to take a 10-minute rest to use a resolve point to get my stamina points back. All right. I would like to spend 40 minutes at minimum, if not more, working <laughs> on my beloved drone. 
Well, would you like to go back to the venture, the venture captain? Yeah, we can quarters, yeah. go back to Starfinder headquarters. Or do you want to wait in yeah. this decomposing graveyard of dead bodies yeah. and murder? You know what? I mean, it's it's nice. The a atmosphere, lot of greenery. Lovely. Yeah, that's fair. No, you y'all do you. Yeah. Let me it just roll this d20 for no reason. <laughs> oh no. I think we should, um. We should return. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Spectre. <laughs> yeah, we should go to Venture Captain Arvin. Yes. So, uh, you report back to Venture Captain Arvin with the newly unlocked data pad and scrolls through rather quickly. Hmm. This is very interesting, to say the least. Well, it's got necromatic stuff. <laughs> it seems as though it may be part of a fleet. And he goes and he tippy taps on his computer a bit. And he's like, there's, there's no doubt about it. They must be part of the corpse fleet. You see... Eoxians don't much care for the living, but they abide us because they care more for power and wealth and they realize working with us is more important than working against us. However, there is a contingency of the Eoxians called the Corpse Fleet that flies solely to destroy and dispatch those that want nothing more than to be alive. Ah, I believe that you may have to chase them down and he tip-taps on his computer, and this kind of blue light halos, and this ship is turning in the middle of a table. And he goes, here, take this ship. It's the Law Seeker. You can go find it over there in the place where you find ships. Uh, <laughs> hang out. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the place where you find ships. Yeah. Ah, yes. Ah, yes, I know that place. And he's like, it, it will take you some time to reach these coordinates in the drift. The drift is a fickle and strange place, but it will take you at minimum five days, at maximum 30. Whatever happens, it's best if you leave immediately, because the longer we wait, the, the stronger the chances that they may fix their ship and leave. So please, board the ship. You'll find on there many things that you may need. Rations, a tool bench, uh, things to get yourself prepared for the adventure ahead. We appreciate your help. Thank you very much. So as you all get onto the ship, the mechanic standing there. Okay, uh, quick uh, before before we get on the ship, can I buy some more? Can I go and buy some more bullets? Uh, yeah, you can. So, so uh, you all can do that. Shotgun. Uh, kind. Of, kind of <laughs> You're shotgun. Buying a shotgun. I thought you were the pilot. No, no, no. I'm calling shotgun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You can buy a shotgun. Uh, you all can do that, that. <laughs> and get everything kind of back to your, your stores ready and back to where you want to want to get. As you walk up, the mechanic leads you over to the lore seeker and hands the keys over to you. The four of you get on the ship. Um, Jet sits down and looks kind of solemnly at the small shards of gear that he's waiting to put together whilst in the drift gets an appropriate distance from the station, keys in the coordinates to the drift engine, and mm. you all disappear from spa from the current space into the extra extra planar drift. Colors swirl, and you fly through, not entirely sure where you're going, but hoping that your coordinates are correct. And we'll have to see what happens next time. Oh, we got a ship <laughs> for now. We got a ship. Yeah. <laughs>
Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com.